Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Well, any opportunity I get to spend with Jody McDonald, I relish. Jody Mack, welcome back. Well, first things first, let me apologize. I was supposed to be on a half an hour earlier, and my wife had me out shoveling for two hours, and I came in and laid down for ten minutes, which turned into an hour and a half nap. So I apologize to you. Uh, my apologies. I just uh, oh. I shouldn't be out shoveling. I'm an idiot. What can I tell uh, you? Hey, you know what? Doesn't bother us in the least. I already did my driveway too, so here you know. So so, so we're fine. I t- I tried to take care of my driveway too. It's all good. All right. So let's uh, depress the passengers. Let's talk about the Eagles. Uh, look, you watch this. When did you start to get an inkling that this was not the same kind of juggernaut that we saw last year? Was it September, October, or was it was it when everything caved? No, I was guilty like uh, far too many, apparently, with the results now in, uh, that uh, those who were saying when they were 10-1, and one, yeah, but, I'm going, don't give me yeah, but, they won 10 out of 11 games. All right, they're not winning them in impressive fashion the way you want. Who cares? Wins are wins are wins. When they lost to the 49ers, I thought the 49ers were actually better than the Eagles this year, so I wasn't shocked. When they went down and lost to Dallas, Dallas had won 15 in a row straight at home. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, maybe they're not as dominant as I thought, but they're right there with anybody else in the league. When they lost to the Arizona Cardinals at home, and Jonathan Gannon coming back, being able to poke the Eagles in the eye, and making uh, the running game look like it was one of the best in the National Football League. James Conner, I'm sorry, he's not O.J. Simpson. He looked like O.J. Simpson that day. But yeah. I said, uh-oh, yeah, maybe everybody was right. Maybe this isn't as good a team as we thought they were, and they just continued to spiral thereafter. So now you've been searching for reasons like everybody else. What have you been able to at least put your finger on as to a reason or two as to what we saw down the stretch? Uh, I think there's good news and bad news. The good news is that it was a team loss. The bad news is that it was a team loss. It is everybody. No, nobody gets a pass from me. The coaching was poor. The quarterback play wasn't up to snuff. The roster on the defensive side, which I questioned coming into the season, just got progressively worse. They made a foolish decision, a panic decision, to pull the plug on Sean Desai. Now, do I think Desai would have gotten it figured out and their defense would have improved late in the season? No, they were destined to be that bad because they just didn't have enough talent, but that seemed to hit at the core of the team, that they just didn't like the fact that they had let their coach down and cost him his job, and it was kind of a domino effect that just made things even worse. Uh, so if you're looking for just one area to blame, I'm sorry it's not there because there's about eight or nine areas to blame. So they got a lot of work to do during this offseason. Uh, father time, of course, is undefeated. Did some of the older players start to get older as this went? I- I'm dreadfully afraid that that is James Bradbury, uh, who they made a nice three-year contract offer to during the offseason to accept it to stay making uh, above and beyond $10 million per year. And he just looked like he got old before our very eyes. He was pro bowl level, not, not excuse me, all pro level, 
which is better than Pro Bowl level, mm -hmm. last year. And he became one of the most targeted cornerbacks in all of the National Football League with the worst pass uh, percentages, uh, completions, and the quarterback rating against him. Uh, I did not see that coming. So when I chastised the Eagles for making that decision, I would have made the same exact one. So shame on me, too. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know what they're going to do with Bradbury. Because if you cut him, it's going to be a pretty bad cap hit. you got to live with it. Then you got to find somebody who's going to be better than him, which might not be all that tough with the way he played this year. Uh, but he was the guy who stuck out like a sore thumb. And they've got guys who are older than James Bradbury, yeah. who stayed the course better than he did. But he was just, he was abysmal this year. Uh, so what is your view on Nick Sirianni? I think he's going to stay. Um, they're having a big powwow today. He, Jeff Laurie, Harry Roseman. Um, I think the only way that he gets fired at this stage is if he fires himself. That if he goes in and doesn't have any answers for what the hell happened and how this team fell apart as badly as they did, if he objects to changes that the powers that be want to make and he tries to fight the fight like Doug Peterson did a couple of years after he won the Super Bowl, then, yeah, he could get himself fired. But the fact that they didn't do it immediately after the game, supposedly reports are he was included in the conversations and making the phone calls for prospective new coaches to be added to the roster, to the coaching staff, once they make the changes that they're going to make there. That points to them wanting him to be the head coach. So the only way at this stage I think he goes if he screws it up and makes himself a fireable guy. What, then, of the coordinators? Uh, stay, go, what's your opinion? Well, I don't think there's any way you're bringing back either Desai or Patricia. They have to make a change on defense, and hopefully it's a change in the entire system. They've been uh, tied to the Fangio system the last couple of years, and sure, they weren't good enough under John McGannon to get them to a Super Bowl, but it just drastically fell apart this year. And I think there are just too many teams in the league that play it now. When Fangio first instituted what he was doing, not that many teams were doing it, so it was very effective. But now that it seems like almost half the teams in the league are playing some kind of Fangio defense, I, I think it's too well known. And I don't think it's near. I know it's not as effective as it was a couple of years ago. So I hope they bring in a new coordinator who brings in a whole different way of doing things. Now on offense, I, I know that... The offensive corner has a great relationship with Jalen Hurts, and they've known each other since Jalen was a kid, and I do believe that was a big reason why he ended up getting the gig. That should be a good thing. Maybe it's the exact opposite. Maybe it's a bad thing. Right. That Maybe he just couldn't coach Jalen up or be hard on Jalen when Jalen was making mistakes or not getting things right. Um, if it were me... I'd be looking to change out both coordinators. The defense is a given that it's happening. The offense, I think, is kind of like with Sirianni. A coin toss could go either way. I think they would be better advised to just clean out both of their coordinators, get a fresh start on both offense and defense. Well, and then that brings us to Jalen Hurts. Why did he, in some ways, regress this year, besides an injury or two here or there, but why was there a step back in how he played, especially in turnovers? Here's my theory, and that's all that it is, is a theory. And uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm on an island by myself, but 
I know I'm not in the majority. I think they put too much on Jalen Hurts' plate this year. Twice in the second half of the season, uh, Brian Johnson, when asked to do his Tuesday coordinators meet the media thing, when people were asking him questions, borderline complaining about the Eagles don't run the ball enough, he said, you guys realize that on every play we've got options. That it could be, when we break the huddle, it could be a pass, it could be a run. And there are options to the offense, which means to me, Jalen is the one who's deciding on whether they're running or passing the ball. And Jalen is given a lot of freedom to change plays even after they've broken the huddle, and he just didn't make those right calls, and he didn't make those right reads pre-snap, and that's why I think their offense was well way less effective in the second half of the year. I just think he had a bad year reading the defenses, and they they left it up to him. They had faith in him. Shoot, they proved that by giving him $250 million during the offseason, and either he wasn't seeing it or they were asking him to do too much. But I think that uh, Jalen had a, a poor year, and it was on his decision-making more than anything else. And they put more pressure on him this year. Uh, yep. I'm talking about defenses, and it just seemed like he did not have the ability to know exactly where all the chess pieces were in the field because he was rushed. They the last couple of games uh, against a you know they're going to be blitzing defense with the New York Giants and their defensive coordinators uh, desire to blitz and then Tampa the same exact thing. Yeah, the offense struggled mightily. They didn't have answers for it. Their success against the blitz was brutally bad, um, and that's on both coaching and on the player because if he can't see where the blitz is coming from and adjust on the fly and be able to get the ball exactly where he needs to, it's not going to be a successful play. So again, combination effort, coaching, and player performance was a absolute uh, nightmare for the Eagles the last couple games of the season. They also went from 70 sacks as a defense to 43. Uh, the ability to put pressure. Uh, what did you think of that element, and what do you think of the the younger, the three younger Georgia players? Great question. Um, and sure enough, that was about it. Besides Devontae Smith, um, the defensive line pressure was the only other thing that worked in the uh, final game. They actually started getting to the quarterback again. They got to Mayfield. I think they had three sacks, and they pressured him plenty. Uh, it was nice to see the return of defensive pressure from the Eagles. Didn't do them enough good, and they lost the game uh, significantly, but they at least did show back up the last game. Uh, I thought it was a bad year for the defensive line. Um, if you want to start in the middle with the two Georgia guys, they're both very talented, and they deserve to go where they went in the draft. And uh, Jordan Davis was better last year than this year, which is an issue. And Jalen Carter got off to a phenomenal start but seemed to level off if not run out of gas. That, again, goes back to coaching, that the Eagles – although they will tell you how their way of less is more practice is a good thing because it keeps them from getting injured. Uh, and they pointed to that heavily last year, and they had a pretty damn successful injury preseason. Mm -hmm. This year it didn't work as much. Guys were getting hurt in the game, and they looked like a team that didn't practice enough to me. Right. And I know there's 
regulations and they've collectively bargained away the amount of time that you can practice and the level of practice you can have. But even at the minimums, the, the maximums that the NFL has set, the Eagles do less. They, they don't want to take any chances and they don't want to put their players in precarious positions. All right, you may not get them hurt, but they might not be prepped and prepared and ready to go and game ready when Sunday rolls around. And I think they paid a significant price for that this year. And the two Georgia youngsters in the middle may be the two that you would point to most. That because they had some injuries, shockingly, uh, in games, they were down some numbers, so they were asked to play more snaps than they ever did at Georgia for sure. And they yep. just weren't physically ready to to be at their highest level on the snaps that they were given this season. Yep, exactly. Uh, finally, I'll ask you about AJ Brown. Uh, when you, uh, he's a great talent. Uh, in your opinion, is that talent worth it to the organization? Without question. And anyone is suggesting that AJ Brown should be traded or they should look elsewhere because. Uh, at times, he can be a deterrent. He's a wide receiver in the NFL. He's a superstar wide receiver in the NFL, and he's a diva. Most of them are. AJ mm-hmm. Brown is just like everybody else. All these superstar wide receivers are divas and complain and want the ball more than anyone else. Uh, you should have known that when you acquired him. You were hoping to acquire that level of a wide receiver, and you did. And he has been that good, and he has earned the very big paycheck he gets. That, again, on the coaching staff, you know that. You have to be able to deal with that. You yep. have to be able to make sure that anything that he does, says, reacts during the game, takes a tantrum on the sideline, does not uh, have a negative effect on your team. That That's completely on the coaching staff because this didn't come out of left field. If you've got yourself mm-hmm. a superstar, top two, five, whatever we, however you want to rank him in the National Football League, you're certainly a top five receiver this year. That's part of what you pay for. That's just a given. I, I, I would hope that that wasn't the case, but it has been for years. It's not anything that anyone should be surprised by. You cannot, You saw the offense sag and struggle as badly as they did, as well as Devontae Smith played. If you want to say Devontae filled in for AJ, okay, then who filled in for Devontae? Nobody. Right. And they didn't have enough wide receiver depth on the roster. That goes to Harry Roseman. But you can't – this offense would go backwards so much if A.J. Brown were elsewhere. They can't even think about potentially trading him. I'll say I had to laugh at the answer only because the number of times Jack Ham has talked to me about, oh, Steve, those diva wideouts. It comes with the territory, and you've got to be able to deal with it. The Eagles did not do a good job of dealing with it. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it so much. Anytime we get to spend with you, and hopefully the driveway looks good. Steve, when next you have me, I promise not to sleep through the time that I'm supposed to be on. Thanks for adjusting your schedule and getting me on today. You're the best. Thanks so much, Jody. You got it, bud.